0: Thank you for joining us for this portion of the Women Inseparable Value Series, Proclaim Jesus. Here's Jacqueline. All right, this is video two of our Proclaim Jesus uh, Value Series study. We're gonna be in John chapter three, verse sixteen. Here's what scripture says, and then I've got some questions for us. John three sixteen says, For God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him, believes in Jesus, should not perish, but have eternal life. As we do our Proclaim Jesus study, the whole goal of our Proclaim Jesus study is to figure out how to proclaim the name of Jesus, and how to proclaim the name of Jesus so that somebody else can receive Jesus as their Savior, and therefore they can proclaim the name of Jesus. And as they proclaim the name of Jesus, they can share the name of Jesus with somebody who does not know Jesus so that they can share the name of Jesus. The same exact thing that happened when Jesus was walking on earth and proclaiming his name to John and John believed and then John wrote a book. And people 2,000 years ago received this letter and proclaimed the name of Jesus. And for 2,000 years, here we are sitting because somebody believed in the name of Jesus and spoke the name of Jesus over us. There's nothing new. 1 John, First John chapter 1 says that we are saying to you what we believed, what we saw with our eyes, what we heard with our ears. We're not bringing anything new to the table. We are giving to you exactly what was given to us. And it's this, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but of la- everlasting life. There is nothing new in this message. Nothing new. And how wonderful is that? Jesus is new always. He sings a new song over us every day. Love that. He gives us new mercy every day. He gives us forgiveness that is new Every time we sin, everything about Jesus is new. What is not new is anything added to the message of Jesus Christ. The message of Jesus is God loved the world and he asked Jesus to come. Jesus says, yes, to demonstrate God's love for the world. And here we are believers in Jesus. My challenge for us today in this study is to figure out what that sentence looks like in your life what does that sentence look like in your life? So here you are sitting and you're talking to your person, your hearer across the table, whether you're at work or whether you're at a coffee shop or at home or in whatever dialogue, walking at a park with your hearer and you know Jesus as your savior. Your hearer that is next to you, your person that is beside you does not know Jesus as their savior. Sometimes as awful as it might be, it's off-putting to come to that unsafe person and quote scripture to that unsafe person. Have you experienced that? Well, the Bible says, and as soon as you say the words, the Bible says, there's an automatic block. The powerful thing, the beautiful thing about John three sixteen is we can put in our sentence and we're basically quoting John three sixteen to our hearer without saying the Bible says, for God to so love the world that he gave his only begotten son. So what we need to do is figure out how to use John 3, 16 as our very own sentence so that we're quoting our own sentence while quoting scripture to the unsaved ear. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. To do so, we have to figure out what our salvation sentence is. What is your salvation sentence? I have the opportunity of being with Christian women far and wide. And I love sitting with a Christian woman or asking at an event. So tell me, when did you meet Jesus? And sometimes in the realm of Christian women, where we all know one another knows Jesus as our savior, we forget our salvation sentence. And sometimes the sentences come out such as, well, I grew up going to church. Okay. That's great. What's your salvation sentence? Well, I walked away from God for a while. And then I started going to this place, and I had this conversation with somebody at the altar. Okay, that's great. What's your salvation sentence? Well, when I sat with this book, and it was such an amazing book, the book was written by this person, it had this title, and it was such a life-changing book that brought me back. That's great. Wonderful, powerful, What's your salvation sentence? All of those statements are truths. All of those statements are wonderful. And they all point to the thing that pointed you to the answer, which is Jesus. Does that make sense? But that is not your salvation sentence. It's not your salvation sentence. Your salvation sentence will only include your name and the name of Jesus. That's it. What does your salvation sentence look like? According to John 3.16, it looks like, for God so loved the world, insert you, that he gave his only begotten son, insert Jesus, that whoever, insert you, believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. You sit there with somebody and somebody asks you, whether it's a Christian person or a pastor or a husband or a friend or an unsaved soul asks you, so what, what does that look like? Can I encourage you from this point on not to ever use the words church or religion or pastor or book or anything? If it's tangible, remove it from your sentence. Can that be your challenge? Remove everything tangible from your sentence and figure out what your sentence looks like using the name of Jesus and using your name, nothing more. Because once you can get to that, then you have your target goal right here. And once you can lay down your target goal over coffee, then your conversation can go far and wide and you can comfortably talk about everything. You bring up Jesus and sometimes the uh, the conversation gets awkward and you're like, what do you talk about next? I don't know, talk about the weather, talk about sports, talk about clothing, go shopping in dialogue. It's wonderful. And then you can look for opportunities to always come back to your target sentence. But unless you know your target sentence, you're going to be flying around and looking for anything and everything and figuring out how can I bring Jesus back to the table? Oh, Okay, let me do this. And it looks awkward and forced. Let's talk about shopping. Oh, one time I went shopping and I bought this dress and I wore it to church and I heard that Jesus died on the cross and rose again for me. (laughs) And you're constantly throwing in all these random things. But if you know your sentence and your sentence is you and Jesus and that's it, then you can bring that person to Jesus because they know you and you are introducing somebody that you know to the person that loves you more than anything. Your goal is to bring somebody and introduce them to Jesus. You are that friend that sits beside them. Does that make sense? So instead of looking at this unsaved person as somebody that's unsaved and you're the one that's saved and you need to do the right thing and say the right thing and know the right scripture and have all the right facts and be a preacher, then all that pressure, picture yourself instead, this person knows me. This person likes me. This person wants to be sitting with me with coffee. This person is wanting to enjoy lunch with me. I am that person's friend. I'm also the friend of Jesus. And as I hold Jesus' hand and as I hold my friend's hand, my job is to introduce their friends. And the best way to introduce them as friends is to be a friend and say, This is how I met Jesus. What's your salvation sentence? What's your salvation sentence? How would you put that in one line? Challenge yourself. No more than five words. Put a limit, put a block on that. And then this week, this week, every opportunity you can, share it. Say that sentence. When you wake up in the morning and nobody is around you, say your sentence out loud. What's your salvation sentence? It might take you a week to figure out how to form that into a sentence. Good. Practice it. Sometimes we want to say all of our sentences. Well, let me tell you. So, so when I was 10 and then I was 14 and we want to give our whole story, but then it becomes about you and less about Jesus. And the beautiful thing is, and this is what's so amazing is once we know our sentence, we know our tiny little phrase of you and Jesus and that's it. Then that's all you say. Nothing more. Shut your lips and then wait for a question. There'll always be a question. If there's not a question, you planted a seed, continue with your conversation and pray over that seed. Somebody else is gonna water that seed. Somebody will water that seed, trust the Holy Spirit there. You plant that seed and wait for a question. And that question could be, well, when when did that happen? And then say one more sentence, nothing more. Don't give the whole dialogue. We want to, we as women want to tell our whole life story in three and a half minutes. Nobody needs our whole story in three and a half minutes. Limit short sentences, short sentences. And over these next few weeks, we're going to build up those sentences. This week, only get your salvation sentence. If you don't know how to get that salvation sentence, find that one word. I asked a girlfriend over lunch a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about this exact study and I asked her, I said, what's your one word? You knew church, you knew God when you were little, but what's that one word that, that triggered? Okay, this needs to not be about those around me. This has to be about me. What's that one word? And that quickly she spoke the word forgiveness. And I said, did you want to think about that anymore? She's like, nope, that's my word. When I heard that God can actually forgive me, that's all I needed to know. Her one word, forgiveness. And we're sitting over coffee and she wrote the word forgiveness on her paper. That's what triggered her. When she, when she sees her story in John 3:16, she sees the word forgiveness. And from there, she built her sentence. God sent Jesus to forgive me and I believed. It's a good sentence. And she has every right to bring in, here's what my family life was like. Here's what my church experience was like. Here's what my youth group was like. Here's how I was raised in legalism was like. She could bring in all these sentences, but all these sentences take away from Jesus, don't they? They put it on the church, they put it on religion, they put it on the author of the book, they put it on you We don't want to be the topic of conversation. We don't want that person across the table to to meet us. That's not the point. We want them to meet, to meet Jesus. And if you can get their heart to see your sentence, then the Holy Spirit has full reign to continue working. Because before you sit with this conversation, do you know the Holy Spirit is already working? He's already working in that person that you're talking to. He's already working. You're not coming to somebody cold. The Holy Spirit is always working. He's always working. Remind yourself of that. This is not about me doing the work. This is about me showing up. The Holy Spirit is already working in that person's heart. And for whatever reason, that person is in dialogue with you. Don't you think the Holy Spirit is in that conversation? Don't you think the Holy Spirit set that up? That person needs your sentence. Not everybody needs our sentence, but that person that the Holy Spirit brings to you, they need your sentence. What is your salvation sentence? And then don't say anything else. Practice it this week over and over and over. Write it down over and over and over. People that you know, trust them. Your small group, shout it out. I have a small group sitting around me right now. Guess what they get to do in just a moment? What's your salvation sentence? And the best thing is, if you don't know how to get in a sentence, talk it out with your person. Talk it out. Say, okay, here's, here's, my, here's my salvation wording. <laughs> Help me find my sentence. You know those magnets back in the day? You can put like those 500 magnets on your fridge and you can make sentences and poems every day. Put all your words down. Put all your words down. And then pick. Okay, there's the name of Jesus. Got that. There's the name of Jacqueline got that. What's my word? Love. That's what healed me, was the love of God. There's my sentence. I learned that the love of God that he demonstrated through Jesus, and I was his daughter, and I believed. There's my salvation sentence. All the other words are important, but they'll only be used when the Holy Spirit needs them to be used per conversation. Fair? This week, get your salvation sentence. John three sixteen for God So loved you that he gave his only begotten son. That when you believed on him, you will never perish. You will always have eternal life. We're so glad you joined us today. If you need prayer or simply have questions, email us at womeninseparable at gmail.com. You can find more Women Inseparable studies on various social media platforms.